Welcome to Subject to Change with Stephen Lentz. I interview business owners and execs and take a look at who they are, what they do, and where they come from. There's no script. We talk about our businesses, passions, and anything else we want to. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Subject to Change. I'm Stephen Lentz, and today I'm talking with Stephen Reif, the founder of RVOPR. How are you doing, Stephen? Good. How are you? It's good to see you. Thank you so much. And we were just talking pre-show that Stephen, not this Stephen, that Stephen, is a new dad. So congratulations. And if we have like awkward moments of we're just kind of like, or seem like we're staring off into space, it's because no one sleeps anymore. So right. That's, <laughs> that's yeah, I was joking. Like I'm going to need some grace from you, Stephen, and grace from the listeners if I stumble uh, through some of my wording as I'm operating on very little sleep. Uh, but it's uh, it's a joy and a, and a fun new adventure. So it's no, amazing. I didn't sleep for five years since I had my first kid. So wow. I'm I'm hoping your story is better than mine. That is, <laughs> yeah. Me too. Every, every kid is different, but I, yeah, it was it was a long sleepless journey. I yeah. still look like half raccoon still, even though I sleep into the night now. It's recovery is a process. That's what I've learned. It's but no, uh, back to actually why we're talking though is yep. what is Arvo PR. Yeah, so Arvo PR is, I think, one of the world's first PR firms focused on what I call combining the poets and the quants. So today, a lot of PR firms are filled with the poets. Um, and then I want to bring, or I'm on a mission to bring more business acumen, more business strategists, uh, business professionals into the world of PR, because I found that combining the poets and the quants is the best cocktail, if you will, to drive best results to serve today's you know, CEOs, today's leaders, today's companies. What exactly do you mean by poets? Poets. Is, is that yeah. more of like a writers. like writer, okay. yeah, writers, English majors, journalism students, and those are typically communications professionals. Uh, those are typically the route that most PR firms will have more journalism majors, communications majors. Um, that's kind of the the typical background um, of a PR agency employee. So that's what I mean by by poets. Okay. And then with the cons, what's your kind of definition of that? And then the quants would be people yep, who grew up more in the business world. So whether, you know, my background is uh, in corporate strategy uh, and management consulting, um, but also people who just are kind of have done financial analysts, uh, but have done kind of more that maybe we're finance majors, business management majors, uh, more gone that kind of management consulting business route. Uh, that's how I define the the quants who are used to pulling up spreadsheets, doing a lot of market analysis um, and making recommendations to the C-suite. Nice. I like that. Um, so within then, how does, I guess, how do you set yourself apart then from these other PR firms? Like what does, is there like an added service or is it kind of like reporting that's different? Like how does that yeah. marry together that sets you apart then? Yeah. Uh, a few things that set me apart. I think one is the ideas. I think one of my, the things that's unique about my story is I didn't grow up in the world of PR. And so I've been on the other side of the table where I've had to hire PR firms. Mm -hmm. And as I sat through kind of the, you know, the line of PR firms coming and pitching their services together, 90% of the PR firms talked about their firm. Uh, and then 10% wanted to ask me about my, me and my challenges. Um, one small anecdote was one large PR firm tried to sell, hey, here's a $100,000 assessment you need to do. And I was like, great, can you tell me what problems you see that this assessment will fix? And they're like, no, that's why we need to do the assessment. And I said, hey, it feels a little bit like you're a doctor telling me I need surgery, but you're not telling me what the problem is. And if you're telling me what the problem is, like, I'm happy to buy the surgery. 
but if not, then I'm, you know, I'm not going to trust you that I need the help. And so, you know, what I saw through that is again, a lot of just a lack of ideas was probably the biggest, um, biggest issue that I've seen kind of in other PR firms. And um, I'm a big fan of Story Brand by Donald Miller. Um, and a lot of the PR firms kind of position the PR firms as the heroes. My firm and I'm different because I want the CEO to be the hero. I'm I'm the guide. I'm in the background. I'm lifting them up uh, to the be be the hero. Um, and so I think that's how I'm different. Uh, the other thing I'm different about is combining the poets and the quants. Um, you know, the last four years before I started this firm, I had a front row seat next to the CEO of a publicly traded company. Uh, through, you know, going through a company transformation, going through COVID, going through a lot of world um, upheaval, and just seeing what he dealt with every day and the diversity of audiences. Um, you know, he woke up every day somewhat worried about EBITDA, somewhat worried about board of directors. What are board of directors worried about? What's your strategy? How are you executing it? How are you different than the competition? And it's not bad that a lot of traditional PR firms aren't worried about you know, the CEO communicating to the board of directors. They're not worried about CEO communicating to Wall Street. They don't understand EBITDA, earnings before interest, the tax depreciation, I won't go into it, uh, but a measure of profitability for the company. And so um, today's leaders need more of a multifaceted skill set, especially as CEOs are expected to talk on a lot of different topics across a lot of different audiences. Um, and so I'd say that's kind of how I'm different. A, you know, in summary, want the CEO and the company leaders to be the hero. And then mm -hmm. also, you know, combining that diversity of skill set that's more in tune with what the CEO is kind of waking up worried about every day. Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense. I just had, I can hear my six-year-old, I want to say five, she just turned six, yeah. yelling that like she's trying to tattle on her brother for something, but I'm just going to let it go. That's <laughs> love it. Let's start, love yeah. it. No, so that makes total sense. Um, so within your offering, then do you also do kind of liaison work then between like the CEO and board, or is it just kind of like your offering right. is supposed to include things that help them communicate yeah. what you're providing? Yeah, I can. Um, a lot of I joke, it doesn't matter what your strategy is. Like if your board doesn't know what your strategy is and how you're executing it and subscribing those results to you. And the board may not have confidence as you leader to be the CEO. And then, you know, similarly, it doesn't matter what your strategy is. If investors don't know what it is, they're not going to value that as, as part of the company. You know, if employees don't know what your strategy is, they're not going to be engaged. They might look for other jobs. Uh, if you look at this, the data, like employee disengagement is at an all-time high. Kind of belief into the future of the company. Where is the company going? Where What is the company's strategy? Has a big factor on, you know, employee engagement if they're excited about being part of that trajectory. And so, you know, that's what I help do is help CEOs. How do you communicate their strategy? There's a fascinating study. I think that PwC did it that 90% of employees do not understand the company's strategy, which is just, you know, mind boggling. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's how I help, you know, CEOs tell their strategy and yeah. And across those, those different audiences. Uh, yeah. So would you say then that, and maybe, I mean, I should ask first, maybe like, do you have different packages or services that you provide? Yeah. Great question. Yes, I do. There's a, there's a few, I mean, one, I am a full service PR firm. So if you think about anything that any PR firm on, you know, in the world will do, basically I have those capabilities. The other, you know, packages that I have, one is around, um, 
probably the simplest way to describe it is helping companies be relevant again. I don't want to quote a candidate, but it's somewhat, you know, making America great again. Um, I found a lot of legacy. I don't know. I used to be in politics. I'm recovering. I don't, you know, none of this is an endorsement. Uh, but I do think that that branding, that messaging is is impactful. Like a lot of legacy companies have been around. They're cranking out a lot of a lot of profit, but they're being disrupted by these new players. If you look at like Ford and Tesla, for example, like Ford is producing way more cars at the time, way more profitability, way more revenue. But you know, Tesla was valued at more than 10 times of Ford. So what I love to do is help um, help brands be relevant again. Uh, how do they, you know, it's like they were a cool kid, a transfer student comes in, everyone's infatuated with the transfer students. And then how can I help, you know, that person, you know, be cool again. So that's the other, you know, package that I would call. Uh, and that is focused on company evaluation where for some reason, you know, they're not valued uh, similar to the peer. Um, and so, and then the other one, you know, is, is a little bit more around, you know, brand awareness. Uh, to some extent, I, I'm a gateway drug to PR firms. Uh, PR firms can be a messy and, and difficult landscape, uh, especially for startups to navigate. Uh, and so my approach, a lot of PR firms will just say, hey, just hire us and good things will happen. But I'm much more, here's the activities, here's the deliverables, here's the metrics that you're going to be measured against. And so I found that startups specifically who are worried about every dollar, you know, appreciate that approach a little bit more no oh, that's awesome so if i'm hearing it right it's you know yep. full suite of pr services and then your other yep. things include like branding brand management brand strategy that kind of execution and then when yep. you work with the ceos is that also consulting or is that on the side is it just kind of wrapped into your packages as far as like helping them with their communication yeah, uh, it you know depends somewhat on the CEO objectives, but typically you know if the we go through the undervalued example, like the first step is like what is your strategy? Like you have to get the strategy right first. You know, example is I can do all the messaging in the world, and it doesn't matter. You know, if you look at Blockbuster, for example, I couldn't <laughs> you know I couldn't write the best press release. I couldn't I. I can't put the messaging around it because their strategy was wrong. If you, I went back because I'm a nerd and read all their 10 gays and annual reports. And it's like our strategy, we believe brick and mortar will be persistent. And then you compare that with language of Netflix's strategy. Um, and it, it, you know, the strategy was wrong. And so no one, no one cares. So the first step you always have to do is really pressure test the existing company's strategy. Uh, and also make sure it's on a page. I was talking to another, you know, former colleague, um, who was telling me that they asked for the strategy and it got sent back and it was like a hundred page deck. Um, so I'm a big believer in like everyone needs a strategy on a page. All employees need that on their desks. Um, and so the kind of the first step in the process is to pressure test the strategy, make sure it's right. Uh, and then you want to go in and have the messaging, you know, match what your strategy is. And then I'm passionate about, you know, then you tell the world about it. And how do you tell the world about it? Um, most companies approach will say, hey, look at me, I'm special. And that just doesn't work in today's day and age. Or I joke, it doesn't work unless you're Prince Harry. Like Prince Harry can wake up out of bed, breathe, and everyone's like, you're amazing, you're special. Like, I want to write about you. Uh, but for the average company, <laughs> they can't do that. They say, look at me, I'm special. And journalists are like, I don't care. Um, and journalists don't care about you. No offense, I love journalists and I you know, want to write more piece about like journalists or people too. Um, but um, you know, what I was saying is they don't care about you, but they do care about what you represent. And I think that's like the biggest thing that yeah, companies need to know. It's a little bit of help me help you. 
um, of like we take the MoneyGram example. Uh, journalists don't really care about, oh, there's the kiddos. <laughs> I'm waving to them. There we go. Well, it's fun to meet your kids. <laughs> As they burst out of the one each take other. or editing, but we'll keep with that. Uh, it's all, it's anyway, all one take. All this one is take. Coffee, Good. coffee shop style. <laughs> We're here for the bumps and the- Good, you know. my daughter doesn't walk yet, otherwise uh, I'd have her barge in. Um, but what, yeah, what I was basically trying to say is that the best approach is to say, journalists don't care about you, they care about what you represent. So like when COVID happens, you know, journalists are like, hey, how is COVID impacting immigrants? How is COVID, you know, immigrants used to travel home every year and see family, now they're not traveling. Does that impact how they're sending money? Like, that's kind of interesting. Like, what are those macro trends? And like, hey, that's quarter of our business. So, and we have an insight into that and we're talking with customers and we can provide some perspective. Um, so it's just an example of showing like the journalists don't care about you, they care about what you represent. Most companies, have more content than they think you do. And so you're providing kind of your content and tying it into the broader trends um, that are happening. And that can be one of the best ways to, to get news. So that's long-winded way of saying, maybe I need to work on my own communication style is, you know, the package is get the strategy right, align the wording to that strategy. And then you start talking about it, but you don't start talking by saying, hey, look at me, I'm special. You say, hey, Steven, you're writing on this. I have an interesting perspective. I think I can help you, you know, add an interesting insight to your work. Um, and being proactive about that too is uh, is really important. Nice. How long does a client usually stick with you? It's kind of like a question. shelf life. Forever. <laughs> I've the, you know, the three-step process is um to really define the strategy. I think that's the other thing that's unique about me too, is the world is noisier than ever before. We're inundated through social media, through through news channels. It's just, it's a noisy world. And so like what I do, since I am a strategist at heart, is a strategy is where are you gonna play and how are you going to win? So you need, as part of getting the strategy right, and then you know looking at the messaging, you need to find your communications and PR strategy. Where are you going to play? How are you going to win? How are you going to be differentiated? How can you stand out from the crowd? How can you win over the audiences? So that getting the strategy right, plus figuring out your PR strategy so that you are different in the competition, um, that can be three-ish months. And then it depends on you know if you want the always on you know. Now that you've figured out what you're going to say, now you need to say it. And so how can we get you on more podcasts? How can we get you in the Wall Street Journal, Bloomberg? What conferences you know, do we need to get you in? Um, and so that can be more of some of the, the recurring uh, work, if you will. Nice. Okay. And how did you get into this? Because you'd mentioned before that you did not come from a PR background. Yeah. So it's kind of like that, <laughs> that roadmap journey. Yeah. Yeah, so my background was more in management consulting. A client hired me on uh, named MoneyGram. They hired me on to lead their corporate strategy group and to build that scratch. Uh, and so one day, uh, my boss forwarded me a publicly traded company do the earnings call um, thing, and they pour, they forwarded me the transcript for the upcoming earnings call, and it um, it just wasn't that robust. So I, I rewrote it. <laughs> I talked, I rewrote it for the CEOs reading it. Uh, and the CEO said, yep, let's use this uh, going forward. And so that was kind of my first into writing, describing the strategy. 
and then I was in a meeting with the CEO. He complained about not having a press release over the last three months, and a colleague had just launched a partnership. And I said, hey, Matt, like, do you think this is press release worthy? He said, I think so. And so I wrote a press, I, I literally Googled how to write a press release. And then I wrote it and I showed it to the CEO and he said, this is good, get it out. Are you sure? No, no edits? And he's like, no edits, <laughs> get it out. And so taught, kind of self-taught how to do the press release. And then uh, the company did a broader reorg and they gave me you know, corporate communications. And that's where I found the interplay of like, when you combine strategy, with communications, it can be really impactful. And then you sprinkle in some investor relations. And I think the headline, at least a, kind of the MoneyGram story was stock price went from two-ish dollars to a go private sale price of um, $11. And a lot of kind of the results of that was around um, the work we did to change perceptions. And again, through and changing the strategy and then telling the world the results that you're seeing is a result of the strategy and that's where i name my firm arvo means value and finish so that's the, the through line of like every ceo whether it's whether it's you uh whether it's you know fortune 500 company they're all worried about increasing the value of the company and so that's where i came in and that's how i came into the space to see the power of combining strategy and communications and then it was kind of through the experience of hiring the pr firms it's like there's got to be a better way to do this uh, and so that's when I decided to start out um, on my own. That's awesome. And you said that it's relatively new altogether, right? Like less than a year so far? Yeah, less, yeah, less than a year. So it was kicking around the idea kind of in Q4 of uh, last year. And then, you know, basically a soft launch January of, of this year. So we're, I guess it's May now, looking at my calendar. So, yeah, uh, yeah going on, on five months in or so. That's awesome. What is kind of your capacity level like how many clients are you able to service at a time great question uh it, it depends uh on you know the, the type of work and then you know as i grow so i have five clients right now and that's that's at capacity without hiring more folks um as well so um so it's to some extent like if, if firms want the full service full meal deal you know pr firm then that's that's a lot of uh hours or a lot of you know manpower uh, but if there's, you know, if it's a little bit more, help us figure out a strategy, you know, or help us communicate our strategy to the board, that's a little bit of a smaller uh, scope uh, type project. So I've started to do more workshops, uh, too. I gave one for a client the other day. Um, yeah, I've seen people present to the CEO, and it's like the end of their career at the company because they don't read the room. They present horribly. Uh, and then the you know CEO loses he loses faith in them. So I've started doing more workshops on like how can you use PowerPoint to communicate effectively to the C-suite so that they have confidence in you and your work. Um, so that's another like a, a wide approach to engage with me. But um, I am seeing a lot of fruit from from the workshops. Nice, very cool. Um, so for people who are listening, like this sounds really good. Like my business could probably use a little, you know, PR meets strategy and all those like good things that go along with that. Where can they find you? Great question. Uh, arvopr.com, A-R-V-O-P-R.com. Um, and then you can find me on LinkedIn uh, as well. Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, different than your spelling. Uh, and then last name, Dreif, R-E-I-F-F. Uh, joke as in Frank Frank. Um, and so finding me on LinkedIn and I'll share some of my uh, insights uh, there as well. Perfect. And Stephen, really quick before we close out, is there anything that you wished I'd ask you or that you wanted to revisit before we close out? Ooh, 
Good question. Uh, no, I think you did a great job. So it was uh, an honor to be on your show. Uh, excited to tell the world about it. Uh, but no, there was nothing else. Perfect. And as a new dad, I want to give you the opportunity. Do you have a favorite dad joke so far? That's your go-to. Oh. <laughs> uh, I feel like all my dad jokes are puns uh, in the moment. I'm trying to... Uh, so... I will say one anecdote is I, I found, I don't think I have it with me, but when I went to the hospital, there's a deck of cards that say 50 ways to comfort a woman in labor. And so when we were in the delivery room, I would take out the card pack and I would read it in a very robotic voice of, you are doing great. <laughs> you are beautiful. Uh, and all the doctors and nurses got a kick out of it. My wife has a great sense of humor uh, and enjoyed the comedic relief. So for any Upcoming dads up there, buy the pack, 50 ways to comfort a woman in labor and bring those to the hospital with you. And uh, it'll help bring a little bit of levity to a intense moment. <laughs> awesome. Well, Stephen, thank you again so much for being on the show and everyone else. Thank you for listening. Right. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you for listening to Subject Change. Please like, subscribe, leave a review of our podcast. And if you have any questions, if there's a business you would like to see featured on our podcast or a niche or something you want to learn about, drop us a message or an email and let us know. Be happy to, to interview someone and answer those questions. Thanks again for listening.